What's up, everybody? Before we get into the show, just want to let you know, of course, we are doing our live shows in November 16th Thursday. at the Lincoln Lodge. We will be at Chica- in Chicago at the Lincoln Lodge Thursday, November 16th. Get your tickets now. And December 16th in Los Angeles at the Lyric Hyperion. At Get your tickets now at 9.30. All those tickets are available. Please, please come. We'd love to see you. We're going to have surprise guests, games, audience participation. We're going to be doing our segments. It's going to be so fun so hot so don't miss it what's up everybody in today's episode i decide to ruin my career once again by going absolutely off on the hand that feeds me (laughs) and we explore sexuality from the fingertip to the bottom of your foot (laughs) and am i the villain hi it's me i'm the problem you're the problem it's me let's get into the show Hello, hello, welcome back to Two Kims, One Pod. I'm one of your hosts, Peter Kim. And I am your other host, Unji Kim. Yes. And uh, we are the sexiest podcast in the world. Welcome back. Before we get started to our sections, Unji, I just have to do a quick check-in with you. There's a lot going on mm-hmm. with... Israel, Palestine. I know that sounds like a joke, but it's rearing up again, as it always has. It's Mm -hmm. been violent since we were young, even before that. It's centuries old. Um, How are you and your family doing? Um, Do you know anyone in Israel or no? Yeah, we have a couple of family friends like that all got called up into the reserve. Um. So what 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 what? Well, I mean, the you, entire you have friends that got called into the family reserve? friend, like the sons of family friends that are like getting called up. Yeah, um, I mean, okay, everybody. It's, it's a tiny country. It's a tiny country, yes. and basically, like any sort of there's a connection there. Um, yeah, it, it's like the entire country is like on alert and everything. So, um, this is all I will say about it, just for the safety of my own family. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I will say that we're uh, fine, at least for my own personal mental health. I have been off of socials. So um, just because, you know, it was a lot like this. So anytime this kind of like violence and even with the Ukraine and Russia stuff was happening, um, you know, I, like my feed in particular is very much filled with. Jewish influencers, progressive politics, like it's um, Mm -hmm. a heady mix of both Mm -hmm. people Mm on vastly different ends of the political spectrum (laughs) and Mm -hmm. um, which is fine. I like to see that. But um, even with the Russian Ukraine thing, let me just say this with people on social media. And if you are experiencing this, uh, experiencing this kind of same fatigue, because Basically, I get onto my feed and these videos start fucking playing immediately before you even consent to wanting to watch it. And all of a sudden right. you're bearing witness to literally the most heinous, horrible thing you've ever seen. Not just about the war. I'm talking about during the BLM, like all of it. Like we are watching some of the most disturbing footage casually on the shitter. Like we have to mm-hmm. kind of acknowledge the trauma that is that you are exposing your brain to really early in the morning. 
And we're dropping bombs while we're watching bombs. Absolutely. Like, this is what I mean. Like, it's just like really fucked. So I think this is a self-preservation thing I've taken on since during the pandemic. Like, whenever something like this really happens, um, I do tend to I'm off. I'm off the socials just so. Just as a, this is for you guys too, if you guys are experiencing a type of fatigue, I know it's easier said than done, but um, making it something intentional, unintentional choice, I'm telling you, you will feel so much better. You will feel so much less uh, stress and trauma and anxiety. Um, and whatever you feel will be an accurate, more accurately, something that is <clears throat> affecting your life. I mean, yeah. you know, it has happened also like all of it. It's just oh, there's always going to be high alert around anytime there's sort of violence against Jews and anywhere there's the high alert happens to Jews everywhere. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And there's also always I would say since. Yes, basically since like 20. um. 20 like 12 or 20 um since post 9 11 there's almost always armed guards outside all synagogues <laughs> like so you know what i that's mean so, up. yeah but that's i mean you know up. that's like and then post yeah. um trump in and uh a lot of them are on america too so like you know yeah. you know how are we doing how, how have we always been doing you know so um yeah like <laughs> Neurotic yeah. and uh, not not shitting well. Yeah, it's okay. trying to stay safe. I mean, yeah. yeah. So I like the yeah, and this kind of has. Well, to do I with just my wanted bottom. to check in with you because this, it, it kind of has um, to do with my bottom. So we'll get into yeah, it. We'll get into then. it. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, I just want to check in because I I've been checking in with people, and I was surprised when I checked in with some Jewish friends that they were like, "You're the first person that's checked in on me." <laughs> Yeah. And I was like, oh, I, 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 I don't think we're that great of friends. So like <laughs> that felt a little like alarming, you know, I'm like, oh, and there seems to be a, you know, whatever, we'll get into it. But anyway, I'm Thank glad you, you're though. okay. I'm glad yeah. you got, you guys are doing okay acutely. And um, yeah. All right. Well, it's time to get into the highlights and lowlights of our week in a very special segment called... Rock hard tops and soft, flaccid bottoms. Mm, yeah. All right, my top this week. This is, I hate saying this out loud. Ew, but I've lost 17 pounds. <gasps> oh my and gosh, I know. Yay! Can you believe since the strike started, I've lost 17 pounds? <laughs> um, it, I was not going on a hunger strike. This was not a fasting thing. Saw the walking. I just. <laughs> All the picketing, yeah. No, I um I joined the gym and I've been going to the gym and I that I've been like even if I go for just like a twelve minute exercise, mm-hmm. I still go and do it because I wanted to build consistency, not like results. And looks like the results are resulting. Yeah. So um yeah, I was I you know I wanted to lose weight from pandemic and that's been feeling. I feel lighter. I feel good good i feel um like i'm up for more i have more energy i'm up for more things you know when i was carrying around more weight 
um i i just it's more like depressing and like i don't want to do stuff i don't i don't feel good in my body so i don't want to dress up or go out or whatever like it all starts like rolling downhill so um i i'm happy for myself and it's, it feels nice to actually see like in numerals like oh this is your um success or this is like your what you've put into it is what you've got yes. now. so like that feels good overall you got a good grade um I got a good grade and um, it it's helping my libido actually like to mm. be working out. Uh, yeah. It's making me feel like I think the endorphins are helping and I'm feeling sexier. I want to have sex and I want to like do that. But anyway, um, okay. and yeah, it's been good. My bottom, uh, I don't know how much I want to say, I feel like I should save like the deets for Patreon, but Ooh. I might I might just go into it because I'm pissed. Okay, so Rider Strike is over. Yes. And I'm still not back to work. Okay. So and a lot of us are feeling this. Yes. It's not just me. There's not a lot of work to go around. I, I, w- I was talking to a showrunner and he was saying like, I need, I'm going to go look for another job. Like, it's just like bleak as fuck, right? Wow. Now, I was told that from my showrunners of my show that I used to write on called Housebroken mm-hmm. on Fox, that they were having a meeting with Fox and they would let us know soon what's going on with the show, Right. Mind you, I we've been done writing since last summer. Right. Okay? Mm-hmm. So it's been a long time. Our episode all our episodes are out. Yes. Season two and three. Now these motherfuckers Fox say um to the creators and showrunners of the show that, hey, we're not gonna make a decision on whether to cancel or pick you up till next spring. So just hang out. And I'm like, wait, what? What the fuck are you talking about? Peter, we've you- been we've been the show that like has delivered consistently great episodes, great jokes. You've loved it. We've loved working together. We've done some cool stuff animatically. Like, and wait, you want us to wait till what? And in the meantime, you've greenlit three seasons of Dan Harmon's Kerpopolis. Okay, this is how much, how stupid fucking Hollywood is, is that they just take anything. It's like, oh, Rick and Morty was a success. Let's let's just pay these people an ungodly amount of money to write three seasons of a show that we've never even seen a fucking frame of. And then guess what? Within the strike, Kerpopolis came out. And it debuted amazing numbers. Guess why it had amazing numbers? They put it on right after Taylor Swift visited Travis Kelsey in the goddamn Chiefs game or whatever. That got all the girlies watching and their husbands watching or whatever the fuck. And then they left the damn TV on. And then guess what? Crepopolis debuted. And they're like, 13 million viewers. Yeah, because you fucking programmed it after the biggest TV event outside of fucking uh, Will Smith slapping Chris Rock. You know what I mean? Like, 
No shit, they got all these fucking numbers. And guess what? I watched Crepopolis. I went in mm-hmm. and was like, let me give this show a, 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 a decent try. You know, because you've greenlit this for three three seasons and you're letting making us wait two years to make a fucking decision on pickup or not. And let's see how good this is. It's got to be fucking brilliant. So I go and watch it. Turns out the abuser Justin Roiland was the talent after all. Because let me tell you, Dan Harmon alone, this is not slapping. It's not giving. It's not giving what you thought it was giving. You're talking about Greek gods. Bro, bro, Sidon was one of the jokes. Poseidon's <laughs> lazy brother, bro, Sidon. That was the joke, the pun. Come on, bitch. Three seasons? Three motherfucking seasons. Bye. Fire. Um, okay, so my... T- <laughs> Jesus Christ, Peter. <laughs> to enter, <laughs> to get into the bottoms in this way. Okay. Um, my top is... Um, I went to a wedding in New Jersey. It Okay, so I'm, you know... I think it might be a little different, but like just... I mean... We're 41, right, Peter? So, like, our season for weddings is a little past. Like, for gay weddings, it's a little, like, things happen a little later. But, like, even I feel like a lot of, you know, I don't know how to describe it, but, like, kind of normal gay people also, like, they it's at 541 you either are going to do it you know it's like a different season right so mm-hmm. it felt good as a 41 year old to go to a wedding as opposed to a divorce weekend which is what i've been doing mm-hmm. more of lately mm-hmm. so it was like exciting to kind of be like oh this is what love is and like just see the fun part of going to a wedding is as an adult with especially with friends you make as an adult is meeting their family because when you have mm-hmm. high school friends or college friends you always meet their parents because you're always going yeah. to their house and you there's this like perspective on who they really are that you gain that's so important to friendship mm-hmm. and you don't really always get that especially with friends you make later in life great to watch great to see like oh like you get a more of a three-dimensional image of your friend like it's a, sure. it's, a it's a 3d print out not yeah. a facsimile and yeah. so it was like that was fun and also you know any weekend I have away from my family and circumstances, you got to live it. So um, really got to live it up. <laughs> I mean, like uh, my body and uh, did not appreciate it. You know, uh, my back can't really take the same sort of uh, bed situations as it once did. I used to sleep on a floor and happy about it as long as it, it was indoors. <laughs> so I was yeah. like, OK, whatever. She changed um, out of that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so that was the top um, Just the wedding itself It was really fun It was just like Yeah it's, it's just a, been such a minute I, It's been years Been years mm-hmm. since I have Yeah um, same And then my bottom is So while the wedding was happening The war started in Israel <laughs> And Palestine wow. So like it happened the say Like that night And um, uh, My husband went to like my my son was going to uh synagogue and you know partaking in his religious education and he goes and my husband does get into it with the rabbi 
Uh, mm. So much so that I, um, I, we had to break up with our synagogue. And um, how? Wait, why? I don't really. It is one of those things where, um, listen, I am not a particularly religious Jew. I think we are, and Peter and I, I think we, we can both attest to the fact that we are both fairly spiritual people. We think about uh-huh. and deep think deeply about like the world and our spirituality and a relationship with like not only history and blah, 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 but you know, we're pretty existential and we think about um, the metaphysical and spiritual realm pretty consistently. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, we go to a synagogue. We're we thinking, do drugs. We yeah. do drugs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have fun. Exactly. But because I can't tell my son to go do mushrooms in the forest and like, you know, fucking get real, dude. Like God's mm-hmm. everywhere. Um, we, go to this, <laughs> we go to this synagogue and mm-hmm. the direction of the synagogue was not something that aligned with our values. And... Uh-huh. Um. How about this? I think this is the easiest way to put it. No matter where you are on the political spectrum, I think that as immigrants, and especially um, if you are also Jews, or even if you are a patriotic person who understands history, you have to hold conflicting ideals in your mi- in your mind, and you understand nuance. Uh, Americans, that's not for us. That's what I mean. We like we like binary. We yes. like black, white, <laughs> Kansas City Chiefs versus New York Jets. <laughs> one winner, one loser. That uh, multiply. It's it's, it's hard. too dialectic. Yes. yes. So yeah. so even if if even if you are um, someone with hard, fast, steadfast political or religious views. You have to understand that you may be in a place or in a congregation or in a family with people that do not necessarily agree with you and you make space for them and all other kind of opinions. And when you when I mean make space, I mean like have a genuine and engaged conversation dialogue, dialogue mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. silence. And that was our problem with it. Um, you were being silenced. We or were, you were trying to silence them. <laughs> You're like, stop. Uh, No. (laughs) No. (laughs) We were not being silenced, but we were being asked to quiet down. And um, Mm. not only that, but there was be there was no space being held for a dialogue out of fear. And that is what of woke policing um, out of fear of disagreement Mm. like out of fear that like this conversation is going to go to places like the thing is you you got to a point that you had to leave yes and because it's like because we all like i mean you can think that this is the easiest way you can think that isis is fucked love america and think that the american military industrial complex is also fucked right Right. like all those things can be true it's not Mm. Oh, a leap of faith to think that. I mean, even people like Noam Chomsky, all these people like I, I think fundamentally hate the American like colonialism and expansion of things. But the fact that they're speaking up about it implies that they care deeply about what America does and is holding mm-hmm. America and foreign policy to a higher standard. Mm-hmm. Um, 
because they are patriots. So for for me, it was just like the fact that there was no space being held for any sort of discussion was very shocking. Yeah. Inside of a like um, inside of the circumstance, so yeah. I had to write a crazy email, which is a bottle for me because. An email that is over... You hate to write. I hate to write. But any email <laughs> over three paragraphs is violence. So I am sorry <laughs> to the synagogue. Yeah, you chose violence. <laughs> I did choose you violence. You had to. You had no other I choice. I had no alternative because I was being silenced. So yeah. um, that that is a true bottom because breaking any sort of breakup with an institution in this way is yeah. always... And a community. And, and a community. community. And yeah. like, and it's... That's the hardest part. It's the hardest part. So... Um, yeah, I mean that—that that sort of what's happening, and that is a bottom for us, for me and our family, but also kind of like turning it back around. Um, now it means that we are uh, Sal can go to um, Korean school. <laughs> oh yeah! Hell yeah! <laughs> Finally, he'll learn so, some Korean and some Korean yeah. politics. <laughs> Don't talk about liberation in North Korea. <laughs> Do not talk about North Korea. <laughs> well, this is it's at the it's at the Purta, so like it's not church. There's no okay. church. Good, so good. it's all it's all the um, Buddhist monks. And so that's actually where I went when I lived in the city. It's the same Purta school like um, temple I went to when I was a kid. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's exciting, and I, um, so that is all. Like, but but the the bottom was just like I will say it's hard to break up with that. Yes, with and it, also yeah. like it's been kind of sad to see um, the nature of the conversation. Like, I mean, it's always been like this, right? But it's just been like, oh fuck, you know. Yeah. Like, I guess that opportunity for this sort of nuanced discussion is lost. It was never going to really happen, especially on social media. And that's why you got to get off. No, um, no, no, yeah, that's not where that lives. Yeah, it's not where it lives. So yeah, yeah that's my bottom. Damn, that sucks. I'm sorry. Uh, wait, I'm sorry. There's a, someone at the, what? Someone at the is door. It, wait, it can't be. Drama llama ding dong. Yes. <laughs> It's trauma. <laughs> so my trauma, um, this episode is, um, I was remembering, because I've been doing some stuff with memory um, for the last couple of weeks, and I was just remembering how. What do you mean stuff with memory? Like memory palace work? Because I used to do that. It's not memory palace, but sort of. Like, because oh. I kind oh. of am realizing, Peter, can I ask you this? So I was, what? I'm realizing that like. As in my childhood, any memory I have is bad. I have no. Yeah, that's why it's a memory, girl. What do you mean? <laughs> like, why else would it be a memory? <laughs> People have good memories of their childhood. Who? I don't Who? know. Do you? Anyone Who? out there? Third generation Japanese people. What are you talking about? Who had a dad like Danny Tanner spoke perfect English? What are you saying? No immigrants have good memories. <laughs> Even if we do, they're drowned out by the trauma. It's. Tr I mean, we can't access them. They're inaccessible. They're there somewhere in the deep recesses. Sure, we could probably get it through hypnosis, but surface level memories—they're all bad, right? Do we ha bad. Okay, so this is what I, this is what my examination of it was. So I was like trying to find a good memory. So that's why I was like, "This is crazy." Every memory I have of my childhood—they're all bad up until I'm an adult. All of them are bad until yeah, yeah. 
Until like 1819? Yes. Yeah. Yeah? That's... It was just really crazy. I mean, it, it doesn't mean that good things didn't happen to right. you. Right. They I don't sure remember. did, but they just didn't encode deep enough. No. Your, 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 your hard drive doesn't have space for those. No. It's constantly processing the bad shit. That's, that's what's... I, yeah, I know. I know. So it's that's what up. I was talking. It's fucked up. So I was realizing that because I was like, people are like, you know, everyone talks about like stuff that happened or like fun things or like this memory or that memory. I was just kind of like, I literally only remember. Anyways, that's the memory stuff I've been doing. I've been trying to like engage my memory to find a good one, and I've only come up with what I'm about to tell you. Um, okay, the time- here we go. <laughs> Buckle up. So yeah, um, I was. Uh, this is like. It's this time that I. It turns out I was. Um, I. I hooked up with like. Um, so I have hooked up. You know the in the last episode I talked about working at that place with felons. I did hook up with one of them. Uh, like. <laughs> when you were fifteen. Yeah. <gasps> How old no, were 16, they? I was sixteen. I was sixteen. Yeah. How old was he? Yeah. Mid twenties. Okay. All right. That's. I mean, today, if you heard that happen, you'd be like, jail, go back to jail. <laughs> you know what I mean? Do not pass go. No, actually, stay Double in jail. Double life sentence. Yeah, stay, yeah. Stay in jail. No work release. Stop stamping <laughs> these fucking uh, license plates. Okay, so you were 16. He was mid 20s. Yes, for the, the felon. Sounds like one, he was 34. Okay. Yeah, yeah he and was by 34. The way, he he was like kept. I was, I asked him what he was in jail for, and he told me that like he um had been trying to get money for his friend's like mom's breast cancer treatment, and I was like, oh cool. And then it turns out the rest of the story is like, and so in order to do that, we um uh we did multiple home invasions and held people hostage <laughs> with. <gasps> With with gu- guns, with guns, like it was like B and E's armed Hoss robbery, armed robbery. <laughs> yeah. <gasps> oh my god! Like I was like, oh, <laughs> like at that point he'd already had fingered me. So like I was like, oh cool. Well, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are you gonna do? True. Yeah. Wow. Uh, okay. So you learned you learned about that latter part after he fingered you, after, uh, immediately when he was like, "Oh, I was doing this for a good cause." You were like, "Enter yeah. me!" And then upon entry, he was like, "And I did." And I was like, "Oh no!" Oh no! Did he finger you till completion? No. Oh, okay. Does I'm that still happen for or that no? Memory. Yeah, yeah. Um, Does that happen? Can I ask for women? For Is digital, that, digitally. Yes. Yes. Is that a thing? Yes. Like you, you can orgasm from being fingered. Yes. Oh, okay. Digitally. Nice. Yeah. Digital. I, I, by the way, breakdown. I don't know. You, you didn't ask, but I don't think that <laughs> could work for me. <laughs> I know you're not interested, but let me just fill you in. Let I me insist on telling you. I don't think I can complete uh-huh f- from being fingered what about fisted <laughs> never tried but i don't i don't know i don't think so all five because like th- that's like saying like oh can you come from like 
being f- fucked vaginally. I guess you can. That's what you're saying. All of it is. I don't think I can. I don't think men can. Like, like strictly, strictly, strictly. Like, yeah. there, there's no. It's it's dick free, entry no, only. Yeah. I think the dick is part and parcel of the entire experience. What if you're just blowing, fisting? So there's no touching, but blowing what do you mean is blowing? happening. Like this. You're just blowing. I mean, it depends on the barometric pressure. Like, if there's enough of a stimulation or some kind of... I mean, I'm... Fisted. Let me... I'm being fisted, and then someone's slightly blowing on the tip of my penis. No, blowing hard. Hard. And... Yeah, we're we're in we're not in Denver, mile no, high. Like yes. we're in some kind of humid. Yes. Yeah, if we're in like Miami and the humidity's at like an eighty six percent or higher, I could probably ejaculate. But without the blowing, I don't think so. I think there needs to be some kind of like stimulation to the penis. Okay. Like yeah. For yeah. me, for me, I'm not saying for all men. Yeah. Yeah. But even in porn pornography, mm-hmm. which is we all know is the, how we really have sex, but I've never seen gay men. Other gay men yeah. or men, like come from that digital or otherwise, like gay men from analog. Yeah, it's like <laughs> you gotta. It's say almost it. more work. Yeah, I mean, it is way more work for us. But anyway, go on. You're you're being fingered by a felon. <laughs> by the way, that's such a great song, right? <laughs> Isn't that a great opening track to an album? Fingered by a felon. I got fingered by a felon. At first he had a great story and turned out he was a felon. A felon. <laughs> like it was yeah. <laughs> he fell in to my pussy with his fingers. With with his fingers and with his yeah. very serious uh record. <laughs> Very serious charges and convicted of convicted crimes. Crimes. Okay, so this isn't that that. Okay, first of all, that wasn't even my. That's not even the. That's not your trauma. That's not my trauma. My trauma is that I I went. I was. This is when I was young um, and in New York, uh, going to visit my friends that were in college while I was not in college. So, like, what happened was I dropped out of college and then went to go visit all my friends that were in college, and okay. that was kind of like how I was living vicariously. Uh, okay. And yeah. I was in New York. You're showing up to their classes. Kind of being like, okay, what's going? <laughs> what kind of learning are we doing? Um, and then just smoking weed all day. So I was in new york this was a wild weekend like my friend was like a part of like a highfalutin anyways i wound up at this party and um so i i'm I'm out of town and i'm at a party and i meet this um guy who um we like kind of hit it off and then we tried to um he's a guanamanian the guanamanian and we tried to Guanamanian. He's Guanamanian. Remember, I tried. You, you're the one that told well, me. He's Gua- oh yeah, Guyana, right? No, Guam, Guamamanian. He's Guamamanian. He's because I thought he was Guamese. Oh, Guam, Guam, Guam. He's, he's Guam-a- from Guam. He's Guam. Okay. Guamamanian. Because uh, I said Guamese, and you said that's wrong. You're you're the one that told me it's Guamamanian. I told you it was wrong. Yeah, because I said Guamese, oh. and you said that's Guamamanian. And um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yes, I think you're right. <laughs> Um, no, it's Guamish. It's not Guamish. It's, it's the Guamish. <laughs> <laughs> he is 
not Guamish. If he's not Guamish, he's not Guamish. He's Guamamanian. They go on Guam Springer. Like, that's what... <laughs> Peter! You just right, made so, fun anyway. of someone for saying bro sighted. I know, I know. I know. Well, that's not... This is for an unpaid podcast. No one's paying for this. That's for a fucking TV show that spent three... Whatever. Anyway. Three seasons. So, anyway. So he's he's so he's Guamanian, and uh, we're at this party. I'm out of town, so we uh, are like hitting it off, and we basically are like kind of there's this tacit like we're gonna go hook up. Mm-hmm. We leave the party, and we are going down the the in the, we're in the stairway, and we kind of mo- we there's this moment where we both realize so we're like oh wait where are we going, and he. Looks at me and he's like, I thought that we were going to your place. And I was like, I don't live here. I don't, I'm staying on someone's car. I don't, we can't go do that. I was like, mm-hmm. where, what about where you live? And this is when he reveals to me that he is, um, quote unquote, between places. Oh, no. So he does not have a home. Wow. So he does not have a home. And he was hoping you had a home. I don't. Yeah, I was I've I done was, this before, by the way. I've done this before. Where I I brought home a guy and I was like, "Are you homeless?" Like, <laughs> and so, and then when I realized that this is what I do, I go, I I don't allow that to, um, I don't discriminate. So instead, he fingered me in that stairwell, and that is where we hooked up. <laughs> You a lot of fingering is happening because <laughs> I didn't okay because I didn't want to like it was just like yeah a lot of like that sort of stuff like that during this period for sure before I was like really trying to go hard into the other stuff um oh, I, okay yeah this was like pre full whole phase full of whole phase yeah yeah this is yeah. when I'm still dipping my my fingers in so to speak you were proto ho. <laughs> <laughs> so. You know, speaking of, I've been um, coming upon a lot of fisting videos recently. It's a a season for fists. Is it? Okay. So it's pumpkin, spice latte, and fisting. Fisting. Yes. And um, I, here's what. Uh, No, I'm not here to yuck anyone's yum. If you're into it, great. Go elbow Mm -hmm. deep. Get get it to the weenus. But what I, (laughs) for me, there's nothing about it that feels... um, sexy mm, like it's the same work. way i yeah uh, yes and um it, it doesn't like watching it doesn't get me off like mm-hmm. it's not it's the same thing as foot stuff like i'm like okay you know what i mean like and good if you're into it good if yes. you like it i love it right but it's one of those good for you not for me situations mm-hmm. and then i was thinking because i thought of foot stuff and fisting Right? Yeah. Why don't people f- foot fist? Pe- like, why is that not a thing? Because, oh. like, foot is a thing. Yeah. And f- because, like, people love feet, right? Yeah. And fucking it and sucking yeah. it and doing whatever the fuck, mm-hmm. you know, with the feet. Mm-hmm. And then fisting is also a thing. So, mm-hmm. like, why don't you ever see, like, someone ankle deep into someone's ass? You know what I mean? Or, They're like, footing. 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 They're getting like, their footing. Like, I literally kick in someone's ass. Yeah. Like, you're. <laughs> I, I, you know what? Honestly, I think I wonder if it's just like the 
pure physics of it like the yeah because with what it won't fit trust me it'll fit things fit up there yeah but you have to work up to it even with the fisting it's never like well, of it's, course you have to work up to it you're not but like, how directly. are you gonna you're gonna toe you're gonna you're gonna dip your toes dip in? your toes in one toe at a time <laughs> this little piggy went in first then <laughs> you're towing the line no you yeah. can't tow. you can't you can't tow this line because like the actual like the t- <laughs> I mean, you t- talk about foot and mouth disease. This is foot and ass disease. <laughs> because the t- it's like it's just the the actual like sensation and the manipulation. Like I'm pretty prehensile. Of a toe and a finger is pretty similar. Uh, I will no, say no, no. The a manipulation, toe is a big look, finger. Look, look, look at how digitally you can manipulate. I am prehensile. Yeah. My feet are pretty pants- prehensile. I can grip Same. and grab a lot of things. But most people, people- have called me Simeon. Yeah, I'm, me too. Yes, me too. Yeah. They do the same we thing to me. I, yes, it's a Kim thing. We have fucked up. We do bodies. Yeah, do we? But most yeah. people are not like that. Most people have very, um, like, you know, regular toes. toes. Yeah, like like yeah, they're no. they're limited in range of motion. We're not living mine. out loud with our toes. I, I think could this grab is a full coffee mug. Yeah, me too. A tumbler. Yeah, exactly. Trust. Yeah, and oh, I don't know if you do this too, that, but Alex, like with, yeah. <laughs> yeah, not for free. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you, you do this to Max or even your kids, but do you like pinch with your toes? Yes, we both we do it all to each other, yeah. except for Max because he can't do it. Yeah. Oh, okay. So like, yeah, yeah. I'll I tend to when I'm spooning, I tend to um, use my big toe and the second toe. To grab the Achilles heel yes. of my partner, and pull on, right? yes, pull on it. Okay, so weird. I don't <laughs> it's a definitely a thing. I, so I, yeah, I can make my we toes do snap. Me too. Yes, I'm doing it right now. Yes, yes. Okay. okay. So we have. So that's what I mean. Like, why aren't? Why isn't there? Footing? This is unusual. The feet we have are crazy. Most people are not like this. It actually also my up. feet. Also, my feet are um, not soft. Mine either. So it'd be like putting sandpaper into your bottles, which is we've answered great. our own yeah. question here. But not all people have the same feet we have. I'm telling you, if they have soft people feet, people have nice soft feet. If they have soft feet, they're flaccid as well. Ours are our oh. our our feet can get hard and like manipulate and like kind of get oh, in there. My feet stay hard. That's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Everyone, well, if you have soft anyway. feet, you have flat. You have flaccid feet, and I'm sorry. And, but let it, let us know if you <laughs> if you um, have footed before. I'd love to know. Yeah, I'd love we would to, love know, to like, know. What is there? A, does it happen or whatever? Okay. So my trauma this week. Um, I, I'm gonna. I, I <laughs> we talk a lot about sex here because we do. A lot of our traumas are from like us figuring out our sexuality and body. Absolutely. And yeah. Um, but I'm gonna take it a step back. Um, this week and talk about a a a trauma that has to do maybe this is like me inflicting the trauma so uh, (laughs) okay that's because you know what we're both victims and aggressors yes this is true this is true we're holding two things at once right yes um so i one okay one time in my freshman year of college I was living with my best friend and there was this girl who lived upstairs from us and she we she and I hit it off. We became like besties, okay. right? And like the type of besties that was so not sexual. Like yes. we spent our time gossiping, talking about other people and also playing our own versions of um 
what like treasure hunting what is that called when you have like clues you like a clue leads you to another clue leads you to another treasure clue. treasure treasure hunt scavenger yeah. hunt scavenger hunt yes. we would like cr- write up our own scavenger hunts yes. within our own dorm rooms okay. and we would set set each other upon these adventures yes and, like i know it was really fun it's crazy yes and- <laughs> i mean I, I love these kind of relationships you have with like people that were like they um tap into like a type of creativity they use spur and inspire each other that's like the yeah. dream yeah the dream so we were just like like uh you know melted at the hips blah blah and then um she told me that she had a crush on my best friend slash roommate and i was so hurt 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 i was just really really hurt that like she had feelings for him and at that point i didn't really understand a lot of like my own sexuality sure but in retrospect what i'm realizing is that i was in love with my friend and my my friend my roommate yeah and i was afraid that she was going to come in and change everything i know i know so and then he came up to me and said hey this girl told me she has a crush on me what do you think uh-huh. And like asked me, like, I know you're best friends with her. Like, what's the tea? And then I, instead of being a normally adjusted good friend. Yeah. That says, go for it, bro. Do whatever floats your boat. I told him I am in love with her. So I don't think you should do this. And he was like, oh, oh, my God, that makes sense. You guys are always hanging out together and like you are the villain. In the K- you, are in the, you are the villain in the K-drama, Peter. You are the one keeping the two protagonists from, from each other, from each other because of my selfish reasons. I know. I'm telling you. I so I I ended up saying that to him in hopes that he would just shut it down. Uh huh. You know, so instead of shutting it down. He went back to her and said, congratulations, Peter's in love with you. Congratulations. And she came up to me and was like, I'm in love with you too. <gasps> I was just trying to get his attention to make you jealous. And I was like, oh, fuck. And then I was like, I guess it worked. So I had to fake a relationship with her. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> so everything changed. I had to go from like besties to like, we're into each other now. And then like it was spring break and then she came over and my mom was out of the house. And I remember she like, she was like, let's go watch a movie in your mom's room. I was like, why don't we just watch it out here yeah. in the living room? She was like, cause we could like, you know, close the door and your brother won't see us. And I was like, Oh. oh, and then we and then we put on a Blair Witch Project two, and, and then, then she started her. like she started fingering me. Yeah, and, <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? I did come. Uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. 
<laughs> no matter how she, how much she blew on my penis, I couldn't. <laughs> if she got in a toe yeah. oh my god. Now this story goes on to something. Uh, it gets more and more complicated and uh, bad. But for today, that's that's the trauma that I inflicted on them, and in turn inflicted on myself because I wasn't being honest about how I felt, oh my and god. I just wanted to like control the situation, and everything just blew up on my face, and it was bad. It was just a bad. Every it was bad for everyone. Wait, what ultimately happened? Did they ever get together, or did you thwart this love connection for all? time um i think they got together for a second uh-huh. and then it was i think they like made out and then they were like yeah this ain't it so it was like fast and furious sure. like it was just go- one here one day gone the other so, but i i should have just let that play out yeah. instead of making this gigantic fucking mess you know what I mean? And like having to lie to her and to him and try and to, to yourself like, and to, well, of course, yeah. mostly myself. And anyway, trauma, trauma. <laughs> I know I, I, you know, I, I gotta say like, I'm, I'm not an angel. Like I know a lot of bad shit happened to me, but I'm sure I, I've done this type of stuff. I have. Oh, for sure. Like, I was that like calculating closeted gay boy in high school mm-hmm. who would like, you know, whatever. In my defense, I would always stand up for the girl. Yes. Because I was like, you're hurting her feelings. You're fucked up. You're an asshole, blah, blah, blah. But I did. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I, me too. I, I mean, did involve myself yeah. just way too much into I, other people's I, yeah. I, like, I mean, I was yeah. obsessed with like making girls cry. Like I obsessed with it. <laughs> I mean... I made girls cry. I made boys cry. Like I was just obsessed. Like, if, wow. if the, and it was just for no reason because it would just be the same thing. Where like, why am I inserting myself you into just this situation? To, yes, yeah. I'm inserting myself into a situation. I'm standing up for some sort of like moral right or something. I don't know. Right, Especially when right. you're when you're really on one, and we both love to be on one. Mm-hmm. Well, Never off one. Uh, yeah. Yes, and you're off your rocker. Yeah. You get you're on yeah. one, and you're off your rocker. <laughs> yeah, so that's yeah. us. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right. Well, it's that time for our final segment, which we introduce something we're absolutely obsessed with. It's time to sit back and bitch, get into it. Bitch, get into this. How about making music with your boo? Now, <laughs> Peter. No, no. I'm, I'm, I know, I'm, I'm, I know I'm what you're about thinking. To, I'm about to put my foot in your ass. Like, what are you? <laughs> With your prehensile toes, that'll feel good. (laughs) Now, I know what you're thinking, like, ill, boo, whatever. But here's what it is. Or it doesn't have to be making music. It could be doing anything creative with your loved one. Because, listen, if you've been in a long-term relationship like me, you're grooved in. Honey, you are grooved in. Every day is prescribed. We even have, like, set sex days where we're like okay we're having sex today like and that that's actually not as boring as it sounds it it makes us like yearn for it and edge all day and whatever it's fun but boring for me (laughs) 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 but if your if your partner is at all creative it i it might be it is worth 
like getting into the creative process with each other, whether it's like cooking together or like doing art together or whatever it is. It just so happens my partner makes music and um, I am not a musician by any stretch of the Im imagination. I can't play anything. I could sing karaoke. Like I'm okay in karaoke songs, but only the ones in my key. Like it's Wait, just I, very I do have to, I do limited. Have to take this moment to if what? someone in someone who is a a two Kim's Ajima scholar to go into the archives and find the episode where Peter does question out loud on the pod if he is perhaps a musical prodigy. And <laughs> So I'll, I'll stand behind that. I'll stand behind the fact I said, that I do have an e like an incredible year. Do you remember and taste? when I said that you are too old to be a prodigy? <laughs> when, when was this? This was like in when my thirties. You, <laughs> you're like girl too. <laughs> prodigy stops at age six, I think. <laughs> if you're in second grade, bitch, you're just smart. You're That's smart. not it. Yeah. <laughs> Precocious? And, I, I, mean, I meant prodigial in, in the sense that like I have never attempted it, but I have like a, a preternatural like yes, a, a, yes. A ability to do it. Yes, yes, yes. To it. Yeah. Now, in that, I can like follow along with you. If, yes. if there's a piano, I could find the tune or whatever. Yes. But I don't play anything normally. I don't make music. You know what I mean? Like I don't sit there and like do beats or whatever sure. the fuck musicians yeah. do. Like I'm not doing that. Right. So it's never been something that I am. I, it's always been something I've been interested in creating mm -hmm. just because I'm like breaking out into song and whatever, like, but never to a point where I'll sit down. It's the same thing as like art, like visual art, like painting. Like I'm interested. I bought a canvas once and I, you know, went to Blake's, you know, and I got the I've whole been to a Blake or two. I, I took uh, yes. a Blake or two. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah. I love a Blake's. Um, yeah. So it's very expensive, art supplies. But you don't go, go there and uh, don't go. And you go and it's it's something you're like, okay, I, I appreciate mm -hmm. and I have like a thing for visual art, but like I can't do it really, no. you know? So, and do you know who Rick Rubin is? Yes. Okay. Rick Rubin is this archetype of like like creative genius who has no artistic skills or talent does not play an instrument yeah. right exactly but he knows like what sounds good mm -hmm. right so he's going in and like he has actual engineers and producers that like help him get his vision done right so that's what i experienced this past weekend with eric was we went into the studio and i was like i have a pitch for you like, cause you know, we write together sure. like comedy, mm -hmm. you know, we've written like TV pitches together and stuff like that. And like movie <clears throat> outlines, like he's a great writer. And the way we work together is I'm very like high minded blue sky, like the, the big ideas. And then he like helps like get it structured and actually like implemented or executed. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of our workflow and it's worked very well. And I was like, I wonder if this would work in the musical sense. And he's like, what do you mean? It's like, why don't we approach writing music the same way? Where like, I'm Rick Rubining and you're actually doing the talent stuff, like the work that like needs to get done, okay. you know? So we went into the studio and I pitched him this idea for a four song EP um, that has, that thematically is about our, reflects our relationship 
thus far, our, the eight years we've been mm-hmm. in relationship with each other, starting from like the gay beach thematic, like, you know, like we're making out, everything's great, we're on Molly, to like the real deal, like honeymoon phase is over, we have to deal with family drama, blah, blah, into like taking a big risk and moving out here and um, this sense of like hope and um, big dreams and then the fourth song being kind of like a call back to the original song um, but like an evolution of it and mm-hmm. like kind of like looking towards the future of like what our evolution might look like with like a family or house or, yeah. or whatever so like thematically they kind of can pulling that those ideas out and then for me to be like okay, I want something like beachy fun puppy, you know, and then you'll like go in and do stuff and I'll be like, no, too beachy. (laughs) Is there, is there going to be another song on this EP that's about (laughs) making the EP? (laughs) And it's just Beethoven's fifth. (laughs) (laughs) And then like, basically I'm going and he's going, okay, how about this thing? And then moving stuff around, doing a different beat, doing different melody. And I'm going, okay, love it. But like, give me more, (laughs) you know, like I'm saying like nonsense and he's going this and he's figuring it out because he knows how to, he knows to speak Peter Kim. Yes. And Peter Kim doesn't speak music. And he so speaks there's like music. a translation. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, you guys are so taking the opportunity to speak to each other in different language and communicate with each right. other and collaborate on something together. I mean, you know what? When yes. you're t- when you're pitching that thing, I was kind of like sometimes um, I do this with my husband. It's not anything creative because neither of us are like that. Um, devastatingly, not <laughs> actually. Um, <laughs> almost the inverse of that but like <laughs> but we do do this where we reflect on where we are in the relationship but we it always is like a different context or this you know what it is it's nice to see where you are and where you've been and be able to re- reflect and reminisce about it that's kind of what you were doing and being able to communicate with each other in a new way like, yes, yes that's kind of exciting it, it was really exciting and we came up with we already wrote two hooks Oh, cool. It was so fast. It was crazy. I was like, whoa. Well, Elby is also very talented. Incredibly talented. Yes. Like, he just, like, gets it. Yeah. You know, he's, like, annoyingly talented where he could, like, pick up any instrument and be like, in 15 minutes, he'll figure it out. You know, like, yeah. So, like, he and he's now, like, getting into, like, the digital space of, like, all right, these sounds are available and these kind of different washes and transitions and whatever. So, like, it's really starting to become, like, dimensional. And cool. the fact that, like, it, it, in a way, I, it's like I'm, you're right, like, I'm, we're having some kind of telepathy. Mm-hmm. And it, that feels really good. And it's new. And it's new. Yes. And collaborative true. and yeah. create, like, yeah. It's great. Okay, I guess the three people that could do this get into it. <laughs> no, but this could be anything like knitting, art, whatever, drawing. <laughs> yeah, go to your bottles, local bottles and bottega. <laughs> and paint it. All right, what uh, do you got? My, my bitch get into it is um, actually, so I sent my friend. It's hard sometimes, you know, 
getting together especially like with modern lives busy schedules everything it's like hard to make space for each other it's hard to make space for someone that you live with let alone someone that is a friend and you guys already have separate schedules so i sent my friend and myself the same copy of a book and we're doing a book club just the two of you just the two of us (gasps) and we're gonna be reading we're gonna um i sent her a so this is these are the three books that i started with let me um three books three books so we got to choose so i sent like a a variety so one of them is uh the collected stories of amy hempel Mm h-e-m-p-e-l i think i was watching this um uh like a, a literary panel with um like Don DeLillo and like kind of like the four preeminent like American authors of, you know, the early aughts. And they were he was talking about how he had been at some sort of like Iowa workshop, whatever, like some bullshit like that, where they all these writers happened to be at the same airport Mm. and they were in the same airport lounge. And then they started talking about who their favorite authors were and who Mm. they like to read. And all of them, Said Amy Hempel. <gasps> wow. So cool. yes. So the, the I got the collective stories of Amy Hempel. Short stories mm. always great. And then uh, Miles from Nowhere uh, by Nami um, Nami Moon and um, mm. very famous. She's teaches at Columbia in Chicago. And also um, the collective stories of uh, the most of it's an anthology of Nora Ephron. Now I picked very specifically. Oh. Yes. I picked That's very specifically fun. short stories and essays and mm-hmm. one large thing so that we're not going to we will have like one main like book club if we can sometime. But with the short stories and the essays, if we read them together, we can text each other about them. Yeah, that's nice. So it's a way yeah. of maintaining connection and we can even have the space for it and also creates a connection. It's kind of honestly similar to what you and lb did where it's like you're having like sort of a collaborative creative connection with someone uh in a new language that maybe especially if you've had an old friend like at this point for like over 20 some years it's like a new way of connecting with them so that's my bitch get into it that's cool yeah all right bitches get into it thank you so much for listening that is our episode today um check us out on our patreon um Give this to a friend. Tell his enemy. Please. We are doing our live shows. Remember that. So get on those tickets. Thank you so much. Goodbye. Bye.